All right, welcome, 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 welcome to Uncle Legend's Corner. I'll be your host, Uncle Legend. And with me, as always, is my beautiful co-host, Call Girl Sex, better known as Fox, about to roast our ass today. Anyway, hey, y'all. What's up? Yeah, let me tell you something. You're going to meet a woman in your lifetime, for the men out there. You're going to meet a woman in your lifetime, and you're going to be like, yo, this the woman for me. She's the yang to my yang. Um... She's the things that I needed to be. She completes me. She's my divine to a thing. And then she's going to remind you when holiday time come around that she fucking candy corn. And you're going to understand that all the shit she said about your food being good and, like, all the things she said about, oh, man, I just love me a man that can cook. Who the fuck couldn't cook for somebody who eat candy corn? Anyway, see this? Let's see right here. Candy corn. I eat this yellow and orange goodness. Okay. That shit ain't got no actual food in it. Candy corn. And then she keep trying to offer it to it's me. It's candy. It's sugar. This is what Bobby Brown felt like when Whitney was trying to full stack shit, fucking cocaine on him. It's a lie. <laughs> That's not how the story goes. That's what Bobby said. <laughs> That's what Bobby said. Who yeah, sure. Whitney I can't wasn't talk there. for herself to tell her side. I actually should have told that uh dude, the dude who be reading the stars from behind, should have told him, like, and him Bobby, like. stop lying on me. She ain't say that. <laughs> she said it was hot. I took the regular amount of coke out to, yo, Fox really eat fucking candy corn, though. I'm blown. I eat candy corn. I love candy corn, especially during Halloween time, because that's the only time I can find them. So, I love candy corn. I don't know who you text, Art. You probably text Fox. I ain't see a text from you. I didn't get it. But let me tell you something. Everybody should understand that I'm in mourning because I just remember my wife eat candy corn. (laughs) So I don't even know if I can cook no more. So everybody who thought I can cook, thought I could throw down, who knows? My wife eat candy corn. You do. You can cook. Does it taste like candy corn? No, candy corn is different. Look, they got little pumpkin ones too. That was a big one. That's what she said. Back to the podcast. This is the podcast. (laughs) I'm fucking disgusted. You really Listen. just over here thumping some candy corn. Like, All right, who are you texting? Let us know who you're texting. And if you text me on, on Messenger when you got my own actual cell phone number, all right, that shit is all your fault. <laughs> 100% all your fault, brother. You cannot blame me for any of that if you text me on it. Um, Listen, so today's the Day of Atonement, you know, and um, basically it's reparations candy. day. So you're just kind of making amends. Those sins you've done against God, those sins you've done against people, things that you didn't know that you've done to hurt people, injury, etc. And um, I just find it funny how some people don't know that they've wronged you. Like, how could you, how could you, like, not know that you've done something, especially something that's really big and really obvious? How could you not feel that you've done something wrong? Do that person eat candy corn? Oh my God. That's what you should be atoning for with God. That is a sin against God. Eating candy corn. Yeah, that art just said it. The devil's candy. There ain't nowhere in the Bible. <laughs> ne- neither is half the other shit you be saying. Like, hey, God knew my heart. That shit ain't in there either. What? Well, anyway, um, I don't know. I think people really legitimately, um, I think people make up a story in their head. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, uh, I, I feel this way. I keep telling myself this story. I keep justifying it in my mind to be like, well, this is what I did, and this is what it looks like, and she should see it this way, he should see it that way, and blah, 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 to the, to, to the point you tell yourself that story so much that that becomes your reality. That's why it's called recollection. It's like you can make yourself remember things. It's just like the same way when we have traumatic experiences or whatever. We'll 
cut out some of that shit, right? So that it doesn't, so that we can carry on and go on with our lives. I think that's the same thing people do in normal relationships. I guess so, because I don't understand how you don't know something big. Now, something subtle, and what I call subtle is like maybe you've said something somebody took offense to and that you didn't mean to be that way, you know, intentionally. And th- those are things, that, okay, well, I didn't know, but some you, a direct action that caused either physical or emotional hurt and that was expressed, how could you not know? I think it or really, not do anything to like you know rectify it. because I really think it still comes down to the fact that people will sit there and say whatever they did to justify right? especially when you get to talk about people who want to lean on religion mm-hmm. the first thing you do is just like go find something in there you know what I'm saying go find something in there that justifies why you did something mm-hmm. you know what I mean because if you really look at it you can go grab and pick from any religious book and get two contradictory statements mm-hmm. or something like that and this works for this case and then it's like well that don't work for the next case well, let me go find another scripture, you know what I'm saying, that works for that case. So I think um, people just operate in that area, and then the people don't want to admit they're wrong. Like, admitting that you're wrong, especially the older you get, if, if it's not something that you've been practicing, that should just get hard until you get on your deathbed. Like, that's mm-hmm. when people just, like, let all the shit go. But all of the bullshit armor and everything, the bricks and, you know what I mean, the masonry bricks that people building up for their relationships and all of the things in their life to justify how they behave and how they don't forgive and how they um, judge people and all the hypocritical stuff they do, a lot of times they just don't see it because of the way that they operate. Mm-hmm. Hey, Rocky, I'm going to come on in that cage with you and put you in a headlock, bro. You was making a lot of noise. <laughs> He groans so loud. Yeah. Like, uh, a a grown-ass man that you've no, wronged. No. That's like that's what because he over here hearing this hypocrisy. He like how they over here not talking. seeing that they wrong talking. <laughs> she eating candy corn and I'm over here laying on my side of the house. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's how they feel. But I think um I think and that's the yeah you know, the, the human mind to me and the way people uh, operate and do things like you know machines like machines mechanical electrical stuff. That's my wheelhouse, right? Like that's the easy stuff to figure. out. I'm supposed to do this. Supposed to do that. This wire broke. This gear broke. Ain't enough oil. This part need to get replaced. Um, this shaft bent. All of that stuff is like not per se easy, but it's a technical method to get down through the bullshit to find it, right? Like if you go through a technical troubleshooting procedure for a machine, you are going to find out what's wrong. It's not gonna be no hocus pocus shit. But with people, it's just like it could be a million things for no reason. Just because if you really think about how complex the human mind is, and we got like neurosurgeons that's barely touching the surface, you know what I mean? Let alone regular ass people, you know what I mean, running around here who still like read stuff with their finger underneath the the word and she like right. that little bouncy ball on PBS or something. <laughs> right. So um when you think about that, I think people are just naturally inclined and nobody wants to be the bad guy in their story. Yeah. And yeah. if they do be the bad guy in their story, it's like, um But what are you afraid of about about being a bad guy? That someone's gonna look at you differently or what insecurity do you have about being the bad guy in a story? So I give you the I give you the transparency for me like oh so before with me, you know what I mean, when I be all uh, and when I be like heavy in my manipulation bag with women and shit like that before, I wouldn't want to be like I'll come before. in and it's like I'm Superman. Am I manipulating you? <laughs> no. All right then. I see icy past all that shit. I see past all that shit. You eat candy corn, so your fucking opinion don't matter. But um, Let me eat another damn candy. Corn. Oh my! I'm a, this podcast has been brought to you by diabetes <laughs> type one and two by my fucking wife over here eating this. When they chop your goddamn foot off when you're 90 because you was eating candy corn, you know what I'm gonna do? What? Wave that motherfucker around my head like a helicopter. Just a fox foot on the string. Look at it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Pop open that. Go, no, go ahead. Let everybody hear you opening up that devil's candy. Mm. That shit tastes like stale. 
No, I don't. It's fresh. <laughs> what is fresh candy corn? You know when they the made difference? it, 83? <laughs> you know the difference between them. That candy corn older than you. Just focus on the podcast. I can smell it. Can- My nose stuffed up and I can smell like candy corn. That shit smell like hard moths and chillings. No, That's what candy corn smell like. But now, um, so like when I, in that time frame, you want to be this guy, right? Because it's like, you look at who you are and a lot of times as people, we're not happy with who we are. So it's kind of like, I want to be somebody else. So let me, the first thing we do, we've always been taught, figure till you make it. So let me portray I'm this person that I'm not, right? Like women are portrayed that they're beautiful and they look like me with a 27 piece wig on and then men will portray that they're um, you know, tough or they got money and stuff like that and they broke as hell and they ain't never want to fight in their life, right? So mm-hmm. we portray that we're the person that we want to be. And we've been taught that whole idea. Don't put that shit up there. It's so I can see it on the podcast. Get it out. Don't put it in the screen. You don't want people to see my camera. Oh my God, man. You're my wife. Stop embarrassing me. <laughs> <laughs> but not nah, the um <laughs> ain't nobody begging for that shit. But uh no. Nah, so you want to be a certain person or something like that, right? So when you become this person and the like admiration and like love and, and attention, the perceived love, right? The affection and everything that you think that you're getting for being that person is um one, it's addictive, and then two, it's like, ah, oh, see, I knew this is the person I should be. This and, that. and then when you get that kink in your armor, it's like, oh, you know, it's like this this thing happened and you're not really that, and this thing happened, you know what I mean? It's like this thing happened and you find out that I ain't got money, or this thing happened and you find out that uh that I lied or some shit like that, or this thing happened and I find out that that corset does not stay on all day, or this thing happened and your wig fall off in the pool, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, <laughs> woo, <laughs> you know what I mean? So so that kink of the armor is gone, right? And you got to think when pe- even when people um take photos, right? Like you can see that people want to portray who they are because. You would literally, like, I've met women on dating sites before that would, like, be completely made up, this and that, da-da-da-da. And then you go meet them, and it's like, did you think we wasn't going to eventually meet? Like, what did you want to build this on? Oh, you should just accept that I'm a dope person. I still need to be attracted to you. Like, you know what I mean? You look like a German shepherd. Like, no, we ain't doing this. Right? So, and it's the same thing. Like, when you know that with dudes, it's like, well, I'm going to tell her I'm 6'3". Because I want to be 6'3". And I want to be this. And I want to be that. And then you walk up and do titty hot. heart. Yeah, I got the heart of a 6'3 dude. You know what I'm saying? And then he walk up in his city height, and you're like, what the fuck is going on here? But your feet say five, eight. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? So <laughs> I think people want to portray that this person, and it's hard because it's like when reality hits them, it's almost like I've made this persona. This has been like my, my um, what we call a representative. This is what I've been putting out, and now it's like reality hits. I'm still stuck in this situation. It's almost like a tear in reality mm-hmm. between being like, you know what I mean, a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde type thing. You know what I'm saying? When they come out, and they just – struggle to um and they just struggle to deal with that and so how did you cope with that um i i really just stopped liking people for a, a certain amount of time because i was like yeah Yo, you know what everybody full of shit and really it came into that thing where it come like once i get it into my mind about something that's really like lying it's like my grandfather would say um if you lie about something you're afraid and now you know i don't like that idea i'm, I'm fucking marty mcfly don't call me chicken Goddamn. So once I start getting into that, we well, afraid of this next fuck am I afraid of? I go bite this goddamn giraffe in the neck. Arr, like whatever I'm dealing with. You know what I mean? So you just get to a point where my uh, really was my sense of pride, right? My pride is like one of my greatest things and it's one of my worst things, right? So fucking my pride, my pride gonna be the death of me. And I'm probably proud of it. But um <laughs> But like I'll I, let y'all know. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> you're letting off I start bullshitting how you die. He was too proud. <laughs> No, so it was just a pride thing because you just, because it's like you could pretend to be the man that you want to be, mm-hmm. 
and I, I can only speak for men, right? Like women, you, you, some of this might resonate, some of it might not. But right, I can pretend to be the man I want to be, or I can make the steps to become that man, right? And um, one of the things I heard uh, too recently that resonated with that is that people shouldn't lie. Uh, people should tell the truth, but at a minimum, they shouldn't lie. And I was like, that's the same thing. And I'm like, no, it ain't, because not lying is like. Well, you say something, and I just don't say like I, uh, that's like omission is betrayal. Like that's like the like I'm not lying. I just didn't say anything, right? Mm-hmm. And well, but telling the truth is telling you everything. It's what we consider the truth. Like omission is betrayal, unobjectified truth. These are things that would affect your decision. Like, hey, baby, is it safe to go outside? Yeah, but there's a bear down the street. I'm gonna keep that to myself. You right, know what I mean? Like yeah. that is that is a lie. You know what I'm saying? I'm that's not lie. so. It's like so telling the truth, and telling the truth takes a certain level of bravery and humility. Courage, yeah. Yeah, like so. That's two things that people don't have a lot of: is courage and humility. Mm-hmm. Don't want to be a cowardly dog. Courage, the cowardly dog was a fucking G. <laughs> like that dude was really out there with two old ass people fighting for his goddamn life. I don't really think Courage, the cowardly dog, was that much of a cat. Scooby Doo, cowed. So, um, when people end up realizing that they've done, so you use yourself as an example, so. When you realize all things that you've done or whatever to hurt, harm or whatever to people and whatever way, how did you end up rectifying the situation with you? You don't rectify all the situations, right? Because some people ain't going to allow the situation. I feel like the situation is rectified when you're willing to admit it, right? Like, for instance, with things bad, when things with my um, ex wife or something, it's like, I won't, I will admit, I will admit that, like, the things that I did wrong, right? So, and some of it, um, I just looked down at this comment from Manny when he said, I feel I aged out of it. I cared less and less about if she cares about my wallet. My representative acts like a 19-year-old part-time teenager at Target. I don't get paid enough to care. <laughs> yeah. So, um, the rectifying thing is like, what do you consider rectifying, right? Because it's like, am I rectifying because I got to go back and tell everybody I apologize, this and that, da da da, da. No, because I'm the type of motherfucker, like, for instance, we was talking about the last podcast. I don't like jump scares. If you jump out and scare me, Pretty solid chance I'm going to punch you in your shit. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sock you ah, square in the snot box. Mm-hmm. I'm probably not going to apologize for that because I feel as though it was your fault. But I should apologize because I broke your nose. You know what I mean? So it takes for you to be able to like, you know what? I shouldn't have punched him. And you know how hard it is to go from I should, I'm, I'm justified by punching you in the face to, well, I still should be apologizing because you're hurt to I should apologize to you that I hurt you. It was the wrong thing to do. And I'm not even going to give you my side of the story to justify it saying that, well, you, you shouldn't have jumped out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that, yeah. those are huge levels of, of of learning to apologize. And a lot of times, especially, this ain't even just a man thing. People don't know how to apologize because it hurts to say you wrong because it's like, it's, like, it's like giving up. And we always want to fight tooth and nail about everything, right? So it's like almost, um, it's like it's like yielding to someone. It's like, all right. Yeah. You know what? I apologize because you just want to be like, nope. I'm hold on to this. I'm on the ropes. Not only that, it's the uh, justification that you said. Well, you did this to me, so now I don't feel yeah. bad for hurting you, or I don't feel oh, fuck fuck how you feel, basically. Yeah, because hurt me first. Because I think so. like when you look at it in levels, right? Like when now, if you had asked me when I was a kid, and you said, "What if somebody ran up in here right now and tried to hurt one of your kids?" Right? Well, I mean, like say like when I had when I had a uh, teenager high, they won. Like you know what I'm saying? You're talking about one, two year old or something like that. Somebody came in, they tried to hurt them. I stopped them. Now the difference between me at 18, 19 years old and me now is that then I'm going to kill them because I know I can get away with it. Like, my mindset is going to be like, I'm going to kill him, and I'm justified, so I have the right to kill this person. Me at this age is like, I'm going to use the amount of force that I need to stop you from doing this and to make sure that it don't happen again. I don't necessarily got to kill you, mm-hmm. right? And that's 
things that come with maturity. Yeah, am I justified? Yes. Is it moral to push harder than you have to push when you need to? You know what I'm saying? Like when you, I have to break something. I can just break it, or do I need to shatter it? Break it to little pieces, this and that. Send a whole message to the world, or something like that. Like maybe it is a dude that I need to do that to him. Put yes. his head on a pike outside Absolutely. in the middle of. Uh, or something like that but that's the difference of and that's how you grow as a person and yeah. i think it's the same way that you grow in a person when you're looking at um redemption and you look at your life and really look at like the legacy and what really matters about prioritizing things like it like in our relationship do it really matter who right no it really matter that we're not upset at each other and having a shitty day yeah you know what i'm saying so it's like yeah i'm wrong you're wrong it's like and you know like a lot of times even when you apologize i'm like okay baby i'm wrong i don't give a fuck i just don't want it to happen again you know what I'm saying? A lot of times I'm like, I don't care about being wrong. I just want you to know that this isn't okay and I don't want to do it. I don't need to, like, a lot of times it's not about the apology. You know what I'm saying? It's not about the apology. It's like, I just don't want this to happen no more. You know what I mean? Because it don't matter because when we look at arguments, especially in relationships, and all relationships to me are like, it's it's similar to the relationship that, that you'll have, right? It's a lot of the, the, the dynamics of a relationship are very similar. Right, whether it's our kids, whether it's our friends, our significant other, our parents, our grandparents, you know, siblings. I think that it's a a lot of things that are similar, and I think we just got to understand the give and take of it. And you know, what I mean, and you just got to will. How, how much does that relationship mean to you? Yeah. Are you just gonna be stubborn? Some people are petty enough. Like I'm gonna tell you right now, like Bunny, my best friend. But let me tell you something. That's one. That's Petty Labelle. <laughs> like you know, what I'm saying like she can hold a grudge like nobody's business. You know what I'm saying? And it's something that we talk about and work. It's not something that she's about to just turn over a leaf today. You know what I mean? But she kind of like, oh, don't let me get comfortable with let. Don't let me get comfortable missing you. Yeah. Because once I'm comfortable with it, we good. You can stay your ass stay where you where at, you right? At. Yeah. So, I said I'm a Viking. You're <laughs> such a damn Viking, son. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I mean, what do you think about that? Like in the area of forgiveness, Mrs. No Take Backs? Um, OG no take back So for me forgiveness is not for the other person It's not for the other person Forgiveness is for me And so it is And what that looks like is Me forgiving myself For being either allowing myself to be put in that situation Or me behaving badly That I know You know it's not becoming of myself So I need to apologize to me For bringing this upon myself In some way Right It doesn't have to be for the other person Like um, Because I don't I don't feel the need to apologize unless I, you know, I understand why I hurt you or, you know, something like that. Yes. Okay. This means enough to you or you mean enough to me to where I do. I see my wrongs and I apologize for my actions. But um, just to be forgiving people, I don't need to forgive you because forgiveness is for me. It's not for the other person. Yeah, I think forgiving and forgetting are two completely separate things. Right. For instance, I can truly forgive you for something. Because when I feel like, when I feel like, uh, if it takes up any space in my mind, that ain't fair to me, mm-hmm. right? Like if I'm sitting there and it's like I hate that motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? Like I hate him, I hate him, I hate him. I, you know what I mean? I hope is, I hope he stub his toenail on the side of the bed. You know what I mean? Like if I'm feeling anywhere like that, that's a prison for me. Like that, you tell yeah. you living rent free in my mind, yeah. Right. So for me to let go of that, it's like a lot of times you hold on to a grudge. What what does it do for you? Like you, you gonna make the new Drake album about nobody believed in me? No, like. So it's like, what are you holding on to these feelings about another person? Why are you letting another person have this type of um, effect, control. control over you and stuff like yeah. that, right? It's like, you just got to let it go. Like, especially, it only makes it hard when, it only makes it hard really in those cases when a person manipulates you, right? Like when they manipulate you, especially when they're like a manipulator who plays victim. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Especially like, you know, these people who done read like two or three books or something, went to therapy once or twice, and now they want to drop every word like, you know what I mean, narcissist and all this other stuff. And really what that winds up being is um, what they wound up being is um, uh, empathic narcissists, right? Where they're just like, oh, you know, or, or, I mean, compassionate narcissists or something like that, where it's like, oh, I feel this way. And, and they got all these feelings. And, you know, people manipulate you. So I think that makes it hard. But I think besides that. It's like you you, you got to learn to forgive people. I think people take forgiving as like, yo, we good. You right back here. But like, like, for instance, if you came to my house and you stole, I can forgive you. Right. But or like, or, let's say I had a safe somewhere. You, I left a safe open. You took something so out of the safe. What's the difference between those people? Because I feel like the people who have to tell the person, oh, you know, hey, I forgive you. I'm like, are you really do you buy that? I don't Are you just telling you have to hear it out loud to make you feel as though you do forgive this? I don't think forgiveness has to be a verbal thing or out loud, right? Like I think forgiveness, forgiveness, is, the forgiveness is for me. It's to release me. Like mm-hmm. I feel the way you do. It's not for the other person. It's like whatever. You might not give a damn if I apologize. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's been people when I grew up. I don't say like, yo, you know what? I forgive you. Now forgive me for what, motherfucker? I meant it. Like, mm. you know, what? <laughs> <laughs> now we right back into it. Right now, I got to sock your ass in the nose again, and it's like, and I'm not going to apologize this time. But um. I think it's one of them things you do for you, right? Because you never know. Now, I think if you have a conversation with that person, you should be able to say you apologize if you do. I mean, like, I mean, not apologize, but you forgive them if you do. But I don't think you got to go and seek nobody out to forgive yeah, them. No, I don't. no, I, no, I don't think that's necessary. And fuck all that. You did this. You know what I'm saying? You burned this bridge, goddamn. I, I ain't building it back and walking over here to tell you and it's all right. No, no, I don't, I don't think that's necessary. But I think the forgiveness is a part of being necessary. And if you think that you don't have to forgive a person. Then I, I I think that like that's sadly mistaken because I think the things in life and this is just my opinion I think a lot of the things in life that are the hardest thing to do for us are the things we need to do the most right like so if forgiving is the hardest thing to do for you you need to learn how to forgive if if your temper is the hardest thing to do the hardest thing to control for you that you need to learn how to control that whatever your impulses your vices and whatever things are controlling you that you are basically treating like God because you're worshiping that temper you're worshiping mm-hmm. those things whatever those are I feel like you need to work to get them under control. Like, for instance, like, you know what I mean? My temper might be the worst for me. But for you, it's like, hmm, I'm not really an angry fox. You know what I mean? Like, so temper's easy, but forgiving's hard. And for me, I'm like, all right, well, forgiving's easy. So it just depends on what's your what dragon, right? Like, what's the dragon you got to fight? Yeah, I don't know about forgiveness so much as it being something that that's hard for me to do because I can do it. I have done it. I just don't find the value in it more, more so than finding out that, finding my place in it. Finding oh, my like, um, like my um, my blame for you know that situation. So, because not all the time you get a chance to say sorry or whatever the case is, or have that person say sorry to you. But I, I, so, I but we just said like I don't think the forgiveness is, hey, I'm sorry to you. Is that I I've come to terms with this and I've let this go. Like yeah, you know you, what I mean? But you just said. Oh, you also just said um, that if forgiveness is hard for you or something like that. So it's like, well, if it's not hard, because you should probably do it. So I don't want. To, I don't want to. Like um, I think the way that I forgive is internally for me. I don't believe it's for. But that's still forgiving, though. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I'm not uh-huh. saying that you have to make this verbal forgive. It's just like forgiving is releasing that energy that this negative situation, which is more than likely negative, right? Mm-hmm. That this negative situation has held on you, right? Yeah. So that this time that it's been holding in your heart, it's been heavy in your heart, it's been on your mind, it ruins your day or something. When you think about it on a Wednesday and it's raining, mm-hmm. and, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like. The forgiving is letting that go, right? Because to be upset with a person 
that is energy that you got to burn to be upset with somebody, right? Like yeah. to think about somebody and be like, I hate them. That's energy that you got to burn. That's a mental prison that you and in. And you go so, out your way to hate somebody too. Like yeah. you really legitly go out of your way. You make yourself think about this person. You make yourself. Things remind you re- of them. Remembering, oh, I'm supposed to be mad. Yeah. If like you don't even want to you know? be mad. You don't even <laughs> want to be mad. Then you see you this person and you're just something. like. Hmm. You're like a child, right? You're like yeah. a child when they catch your attitude when you say something like, she said I couldn't have cake. <laughs> and then you just pouting your face out and doing all that crazy shit. So to me, that is, um, that, that's what the big thing about forgiveness is, really. Oh, thank you. <laughs> What's up, sister? Kato, what up? Yeah, um, I wanted to get into this uh, Can't Make This Shit Up. I got one for you, folks. Oh, what's the Can't Make This Shit Up? Can't we go into make the second this topic of the shit week. up. I got to go back. Um, man, I don't know how to get my DMs. Fox, how you get my DMs? I know you know. I don't know. I know how to get in your phone, though. <laughs> I know how to get where I need to get. Phone your laptop. Yeah. I ain't figured out DMs yet. This going, yeah, um, yeah. So anyway, a man caught on camera urinating on the grave of his ex-wife. Uh uh-uh. uh, you didn't read the other part. <laughs> man caught on camera urinating on the grave of his ex-wife while his current wife watched. So who 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 put him on camera? So here we go. Just get into the story. All right. So uh, Deja Monet, a disgruntled New Jersey man, Deja Monet. That's probably why he's mad. Name Deja. New Jersey. Yeah, New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, you know what? We piss on somebody. That's what happened when you don't forgive oh, somebody. Yo, this disgruntled New Jersey man was caught on camera urinating on his ex-wife's grave, a woman he married 48 years prior. You talking about holding grudges? Grudges. Forgiveness? That's some goddamn for you need some forgiveness. Yes. The video was recorded by Michael. Go. <laughs> yeah, the video was recorded by Michael Murphy, 43, who caught his mother's ex-husband. We called his mother's ex-husband, Linda Louise Torello, urinating on her gravesite. Torello passed away in 2017 after battling cancer at the age of 66. Murphy explained to the Daily Mail that he and his family wanted to find out who kept desecrating his mother's grave after finding bags of poop near her tombstone. Upon their discovery, they saw Torello's ex-husband continuously urinating on the gravesite five times that week. Damn. But you know, you, but you what? That you going is, out your way. What did she do to him? That's all I want to know. What did she do? That's on, on God. That's all he I want to know. He is literally spending the rest of his days. And the wife, like, she allows him to go and do <sighs> this. Like, But but wait, there's more. So uh, a man from Bergen County, New Jersey, has been leaving bags of poo and pissing on my mother's tombstone almost every morning like a normal routine, assisted by his wife also. Oh, my God. Hold on. Mm-hmm. We have weeks and months of evidence. Weeks and months of evidence. And it has been reported to the police and news outlets. No one in the family has had contact with him since 1976 or so. So how he found my mother's gravesite, we are not sure. They wrote on Facebook. The crazy thing is the wife pissed on it, too. Oh, that's crazy. Like that's what like does this lady do? Did she take like well, she I leaves him like with nothing? Nah, I need that's to know. what I'm thinking. I like she know. must have left him with like nothing. His life just went to a downward spiral yeah. after she passed. This is hate right here. Yeah, you think about this. Caught on camera, your name. His wife. He married 48 years prior. 48 years ago, like damn. So I don't know when they. I don't know when they split, but he said that they said they. They split. I can tell you me. when they split. 48 years ago. He said like. <laughs> I mean, ex girls, he married 40. You think they split right after that? 48 years prior. Well, let me tell you something. 
That's a long ass time. That's a motherfucking grudge right there, though. Yeah. That is a grudge. Every morning he wake up with her on his mind, you know? Yeah, that you're right, Keita. It's important to know why. Because the becoming out there for deck, I'm talking about, that's, think about this. That is me divorcing somebody, getting divorced from somebody, marrying you. And then we take our old ass and spend all of this time searching up his gravesite. No, his Google game can't be that good. He old as hell. He got a bunch of Metamucil because he said every day. He every day. Like he is really old people regular. don't even poop that much. Right. I'm like, he's really regular. You know what I'm saying? He got my, Metamucil. My boy is out here. He probably eating asparagus <laughs> and eating Metamucil so he can stank piss on there and poop. his wife do that? It has to be Together. something. What Tag did team they do? Back again. What did she do? I mean, I to need to know that. Yo, th- this is who this knows the history. Exactly the family, what I'm thinking. That's the family tale right there. The yeah, tale I need to know. Family. And Keita hit it right on the head. Where I'm at is like the wife should be upset. Like you know, that her husband exactly. Yeah, so, like I'm yes, out here. That's what, still out here. I'm appealing on her grave, baby. You coming? That's why I just said and the wife is just sitting there. Like she's allowing wish, him to go to use up their time I in the morning. Wish you would be to still go to the damn cemetery. I wish you would be be out there by yourself. Let me find out that you out there peeing on somebody's grave. Let me be after like. I dig that motherfucker up. I got questions. <laughs> like, what did he do to you? Ask you, fella. <laughs> Let me ask. I'm, I want to talk to the family. Tell me some things about yeah, this gentleman. Crazy. Why is my wife still sprung on some shit from 48 years ago? I'm sorry. Who, what's her name? I'm about to see what kind of, <laughs> if she affluent or something. Yeah, Okuda said it sounds like the this. next big Netflix special. It does. Like, this is crazy to me. Like, how do you, what kind of hatred is that? Like, you make sure you come. Every day to piss and poop on this woman's grave. What did she do to you? Like she you setting an alarm. She people had to that take old, everything from him. Yo, people that old don't even be remembering to take their medicine. Like my boy forgot his water pill, forgot his pressure pill, and took his ass right out there to make sure he go piss yeah, on. Go on. He probably bought a house he close hold by. It. Right, he might as well. The reason that he got he the, had to research and find out where she was buried. And you, and that's what I'm saying. It's not like his Google game was that tight. He old as hell. Oh old people God. don't know how to use Google. Maybe, Maybe she, she passed disease on him and the wife. It couldn't have been that cancer. bad of a disease. She died from cancer. Yeah, she died from cancer. Can't pass cancer. She he what? Passed the disease on him and what he, he, he it was cancer. Like. Unless she gave him that um gave him that uh nutty buddy dick and then he's still <laughs> mad. Or, uh, nah, he married somebody else. She so dudes nutty buddy dick. People nutty buddy be still getting married out here. Oh my god! You know what I'm saying? People be out here still with with my the gift that keeps on giving. My uterus hurting. Don't. <laughs> Know. Why would I be peeing on somebody's grave? It's <laughs> probably goddamn candy corn making uterus hurt. Oh my god! She probably my candy corns <laughs> tearing alone. up. No, you need to leave them damn candy corn alone. Um, I don't I know. Believe I, that. Do you want to get into the shenanigans? Of course. All right. Well, um, if it's faint of heart, go ahead and get out of this Speaking conversation. Speaking about family. Speaking about family. So, um, well, who was it? So Kevin Gates had an interview, and he was talking about um, he was talking about him and his cousin was uh, he was breaking dick off in his cousin. And then he found out it was cousin. He like, man, we, I've been breaking dick off. Like, what am I supposed to do? Stop? This and that. So the question is, at what point is a family member too close? Like, I'm talking about, and I ain't talking about you meet somebody at the mm-hmm. store, find out they cute, go back to the family reunion, your uncle, like, you know that's your cousin, right? No, I'm talking about, like, y'all got married, y'all in love, like, whoever your significant other is right now, and you find out what is close enough for you to be like, yo, it's over. Like, Keita, what's enough for you to be like, hey, Jeff, we done? You know what I'm saying? Like, we done, we too close. If you found out right now. Yeah, you found out right now. So I think it's easy to say that siblings is like, ugh. Yeah, siblings like siblings definitely. Are. So if you found out. so And I think, and my cousins too, because I think. Like what level I, of cousin though? Because this is a lot of cousins. Cousins I don't know probably would be like, okay, well, shit, I ain't know. So 
I'm talking. You so, ain't like brother me, you know. You know what I mean? So what if it's like? What if like you find out later? It's like boom. This is my first cousin. Ain't nobody know about. Yeah, yeah. So um, you, so you crazy. find out I'm your first cousin, you leave him. Yeah, that's crazy. You leave him. I got to You're my first cousin. Like you, like my daddy's or my mother's brother or child. Like that's too close. The steps is. <laughs> Sis, I love you though. No, so I, I got step brother. No. Yeah. Yo, so um, so this is what the crazy thing is when we got to think about. It. We was talking about like because that's when Matthew we started. You said third cousin. Third okay. cousin, you out? Third what cousin. Let me look up right quick to see because after first cousin, is, I don't know what it is. Third cousin is your cousin's child, right? Though that second cousin, your cousin's child, child. Is that right? That's adult. A chow chow. <laughs> it's your cousin's chow chow. Yeah, because your first cousin. All uh, right. Just what the hell is the I don't charter? know either. Yes, third. I say third cousin too. Because I think, see, we just saying that shit like third cousin. Okay. There we go. I got to blow this shit up because um, I need a monocle for this. Is it family too? All right. So, first, how does this work? So, I know. So, we know first cousin is, first cousin is your um, uncle's If you my sister, uncle's you child. have a child. That's my the yes. we're first no uncle's child. So your auntie's child. That's your first cousin. That's your first cousin. Your cousin's your child. second cousin is your cousin's child. Okay, that's your that's your second cousin because y'all removed the generation, so it's the second one. So that is your second cousin, and then that child's child is your third cousin. Wow, we're breaking out the diagram. I'm telling you what it is. I already know what it is. Third cousins are blood-related and considered to share the same blood as their common ancestors, their great-grandparents. So they're related at the great-grandparents. Second cousin is, so what is the second cousin? Right, so that's your child. That's your cousin's child. It's your third cousin. Second cousins are the children of first cousins. Yes, that's what I just said. And your third one is those children, kids. Okay, so... You're, if you my sister, your child is that's my first cousin. No, that's, that's my nephew. I mean, nephew. <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, our kids are first cousins. Yes, and then their kids will be second cousins. Yes, right. So little fox, little legend, mm-hmm. um, their first cousins, and then so let's let's use Seth. Seth have Aria in them, right? They are cousins, right? Yeah. Aria, their and kids Seth are going to be second will cousins. Be, will be like Seth's second cousin. So if Aria has a baby, it'll be Seth second cousin so she's what would seth's cousin. baby and aria's baby be to each other they would be they would be second cousins to each other so seth would be a second cousin of aria's child and seth's little seth child, them two they would be second cousins okay so what would seth be just so was that like the, a great, so the cousins so the if the, if the cousins cousins if the cousins babies have <laughs> babies then that, that would be the third cousin but yeah i think that's far enough removed from me I think so. That's where I was like, Sweet okay. home Alabama. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Mama, I'm coming home. Yeah. And then I think it would depend, too. It would depend, too, how close we are. You know, like Ari and Seth, because they're close. So if they, if so it, it feels a, like if it never seen them before? That, yeah, you don't really fool with you. You heard of that person or something like that, and they have kids, and their kids have kids. That would be your third cousin or whatever. And it's like. So anything after <laughs> So anything after third cousin, you like, still? Well, I don't know. I didn't know you. We didn't hang out like that. Ain't no broco over here. We good. 
What's up, though? What's up with it? <laughs> Sweet <laughs> home Alabama. Yo, so um, the thing that the thing that's crazy to me. So I was listening um, like one of my psychology classes back in college, right? And uh, mm. Freud was talking about that um, natural that like the attraction that happens between the child and their parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you heard remember that from psychology class? Yeah, talking about that. So this is a natural thing that we break that we break right, and we have are so repulsed by it. And the reason we're repulsed is because it's like because we're family. But it's like, what do you think the real reason is? Like, if you don't know the person, like, I get it with, like, somebody you know, right? Like, even if you was my fourth cousin or fifth cousin, whatever that is, but we grew up together, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, yo, I always looked at you like family. It's kind of like I don't have that attraction for you. But if you found out somebody was, like, your second cousin or something, well, first cousin, you found there's your first cousin, but you never heard of this person. Like, I'm talking about I just come to the planet, boom, this and that, this whole time, and it's like, What's, what is the repulsion? Is it just like, oh, we're related? Like, is that the... Yeah, it would be the repulsa, repulsion of, oh... We're related, like we. So, so like we have, what? There is, there is something in our DNA that connects us. So, I don't want to, I don't want to experiment with that. I don't so, know. so, so then it's not the relation; it's the fact that you might have a baby that got something wrong with. Like, is that what you said? They got something wrong with it. Yeah, because they um, say you know you inbreeding. What if you don't want to have babies though. What if you can't? Well, and, that's, have and that's why I'm asking. And that's so, why I'm asking this question. Like, because because we all have this repulsion to be like, oh, that's family. We can't do that. Make fun of Alabama and all this stuff. So I'm wondering, like, where, and like, where is our actual repulsion at? Oh, where it comes from? Like, is it just that it's a stigma and it's taboo? Like, it's one like of the family things, taboo. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like we related. The stigma Ew. is taboo because yeah. it's like if this naturally happens, like when Freud was talking about about the child being attracted to his his mother, the boy being attracted mm-hmm. to his mother, or the, the girl being attracted to their father. You know what I mean? And and mm-hmm. that's why they always say like you know men we tend to go get a woman that reminds us of our, of our mother, and mm-hmm. girls get a, a man that remind them of their father, and so forth and so on. So there's that natural attraction there. We through social structure. Um, push that out of people, right? Like for the most part, unless you in certain states, right? But <laughs> we push that out of people to the point where it's socially not acceptable. Mm-hmm. So, if it was socially acceptable, do you think people would still have the same like? Eh. No, I think people would do it because it's socially acceptable. But one thing I think that that person is missing though is because when a child is brought forth, they only share time with that mother or that father or whatever the parent figure is for them. So if it was a person who had multiple people around in the same amount of time, they spend the same amount of time with each or whatever, like how you would a mother and a father figure, um, that would be, what would you say then? You're talking about like the whole village raises a child thing? Type? No, not what a village. I'm talking about in the household. You're talking about you know? they spend a significant amount of time with, like, with more people besides mother and father. So like if so, it, their so attraction we have a baby. would be it's because we're the first like for a baby you are the first thing that the first person the first people that this yeah. child sees so they go and they grow to admire you so yeah. then is it admiration or is it really physical attraction? But don't you like I admire you? Yeah, and so a child will admire me too. So it's not. I don't think that what he's talking about. He's skipping over the fact that it's really probably not physical attraction. Like, oh my God, there at no point did I look at my dad and say, "Damn, my dad's sexy." You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, so it's more yeah, of so like it's a, not. It's an admiration. Yeah, it's more of an know? admiration. You're the like, first damn. person I know. You're the first person I see. You take care of me. You do. So that's where this love grows. It doesn't grow from a place of, damn. It don't grow from that place. You know. <laughs> Ew. Damn. It don't grow from that place. Damn. <laughs> Yo, so uh, 
All right, let me see what happened. Um, so Matt, Kita, Kita, this actually was a fear of mine growing up. I didn't know my dad, so if a man favored me, I would be skeptical, thinking he may be my brother or something. <laughs> Big fact, you know, especially if Papa was a Rolling Stone, shit, fuck around, get real, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Grisdale said, I feel like any blood test, any blood is incest. Mm-hmm. But it's like, all right, so if we feel like any blood is incest, so we talking about point zero zero one percent Like, if we believe in the stories that we've read, especially in religions, like, we all come from the same place. Like, if life all started on Africa, there's a chance that somewhere down the line we point zero 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 one or something, right? So, Bing. like, one drop in the in the <laughs> gallon or something like that, right? So, um, Matthew, you found this perfect gal, okay? Everything. Perfect. Everything. <laughs> Body banging. Mwah, all that good stuff and she piques your interest in different ways and you find out that this is your mom's cousin's child which would be what what you doing mom's cousin's child. what's that that's the second cousin that's second okay okay what you doing like you just had you just it's just something about this girl you just Matt about to come through Head and break some, break some dick off in it. That's what okay. he's about to do. <laughs> what you doing? Yeah, so um, while we're waiting on that one from him, uh, from my brother Dave Holliger, he said, uh, this happens to be a friend of mine, and they actually had a baby, and they didn't know and found out at a family reunion. So oh, what they do, do Dave? Tell. So do, what they do? Do tell. Okay. What they do? Like, what, yo, imagine, imagine that's crazy. Like, we go to a family reunion, my family reunion, your family reunion, and- we pull up or something like that, and I'm sitting there walking with the like I'm at your family reunion. I'm walking with the baby. I got the baby, and it's like, oh yeah, you got a new baby. They go, hey, how you doing? This that da da da. All right, you know that. Oh yeah, and then everybody look at you. That's so and so baby. Hold on, hold. On. You know y'all cousins. It's like the baby just start crying, <laughs> like <laughs> like on the movies and shit. Hold it, the church finger. I'll be back. Hold up, hold up. I gotta go. Let me go break some dick off in you one more time. All until right. <laughs> and uh. Uh, yeah, Keita said that's some weirdness. She responded to that. Uh, Matt said there's a story about two kids that are siblings and they were adopted by different people. I heard about this one at birth and they've been together for years and did a DNA test for fun. Oh, and then Lord. my boy Matt keeping it a buck. Answer, no comment. No comment. Yeah, I bet. Okay. You're going to go break that's some dick you off. you ain't find that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Jessica Rabbit come through there. You're going to be like, hey, cuz. <laughs> hey, cuz, I'm going to break some dick off in you. Like, nah, I don't even, don't even try. And that's just. But Dave, what you saying? It happens to a friend what of mine. What just happened? And that's just what happened. What happened? You, what you skipping the whole juicy details, All dog. All right. I need it's, juicy details blow by blow. What are you, okay. clapping cousin cheeks over there? What they doing over there? Or he's talking about the scenario when they're like the baby. Like y'all cousins, right? What What well, do they oh, yeah. do? What do they do, Dave? What do they do? Yeah, um, yeah. because I really want, I think, and I really be thinking that because the, the reason why a lot of people say that that would be such an easy thing to do, like, for instance, if you found out that your wife, like in that one, when he talking mm-hmm. about they were siblings at birth, they had a kid together, they did this and that, did a DNA test, found out it was family, a lot of people are like, oh, well, I'm just cutting it off because you got no skin in the game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like one, It's easy for you to say. It's easy for yeah. you to say right now, but I'm telling you right now, if I found out that Fox and my cousin, that would be tough to be like. That would be the most heartbreaking thing I ever Yeah, it would be up here like, yo, I'm. Yeah, now I'm starting to question this shit. Like, I mean, I'm, we had asked that question one time before, didn't we? They ended it and raised the child. Well, so, God bless them, more company. So this kid got yo. This the other <laughs> thing about it too. So, um, I, I had looked it up when I was thinking about this topic before that, on the podcast because they be weird to raise the child together and knowing you, this your cousin, you were supposed to. You be know how for, hard like, it is to explain to a that? kid who Y'all everybody might as well stay together then. Might as well be together. <laughs> Yo, and now just imagine, just imagine you <laughs> over there. You see, like I see Fox with a new dude. Like, 
She see me with a new girl. And all the family reunion. And then we find out they cousins too. Everybody cousins. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start spreading lies, rumors. Like she look at her, got another cousin. She loved his blood. Huh? But um, they got to be weird. You go into a family gathering for whatever the purpose is, and I have a new dude, and you know it's like, well, who's that dude? Whatever. Oh, we were cousins. Like I'm explaining to him, you my cousin. Like, could you imagine being the other person? Like, <laughs> hey, my boy. But y'all got a baby together. Roll well. tight. Roll tight. <laughs> We're gonna be Alabama baby. Roll tight. Roll tight. Yo, cause cause like people, it's always easy for people to say these scenarios, right? It's like when when they'll give you that thing, they be like, "Yo, for five for five billion dollars, would you kiss a dude?" It's like, and dudes be like, "Ain't no way, man. All money ain't good money." <laughs> put some, put some lipstick on a pig, make it do a jig. But what you mean, five billion dollars? I'm kissing whomever. I got the perfect color for you. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm coaching them through it. Yeah, you know, baby, Shit. just close your eyes. Think about me. Think about me. I'm over looking like Ernest when he was when <laughs> oh, he had yeah. to kiss the trolls on there. <laughs> Yo, because people, it's always easy for people to say like, oh, five billion dollars. I ain't doing this. And I ain't kissing no dude. I ain't doing no no dude. Five billion dollars. Five billion. I'm doing it. Five billion, we're doing some things. They would would you let your wife would you let your wife do this? Now they had some dumbass question in one of the uh, groups on Facebook, and it's like, would you let your significant other have sex with um somebody else? Yeah, they're clean and they got the paperwork and this and that. And would you let them have sex with them for and it was like millions of dollars? And I'm like, I'm holding her hair. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm over there cheering on, baby. Throw it back, goddamn. We might get extra. Like, what you like? Fuck you. Somebody over there with a hundred million dollars, and I'm be over there like. No, you can't my have case my wife. Why this need to happen? Yeah, man, get out of here, bro. And then uh, what a highly uh, Dave said he invited her and she invited him, not knowing it was the same reunion on the same beach on the same day. <laughs> <laughs> this is real convenient. Oh, we got oh you here oh, too? You got a, a reunion on the beach? What? I do too. And then they find out they probably Let's like fourth go. cousins, and that shit don't even matter. Yeah, um, raised baby and that's how they found out. That's crazy. And Keep my boy Matt fan. said, "Hey, man." We don't, we don't let the we don't let Navy fuck us for less. Mm. Big facts. Mm. Yeah, big yeah. facts. I done gave up the t- twenty best years of my life, <laughs> and I ain't made a million off that shit. So it's like, nah, I probably made a million. But <laughs> when you count it, I mean, yeah, you, I done made a couple mil. But just dealing with man, get out of here. So I think I think that's what it is. When it come down to that whole thing, I think if you don't got no skin in the game, it's easy to just be repulsed. Like you know, what I mean, we just met, found out we was cousins. Like damn, that's crazy. And we laugh about it. We drink. Maybe we become friends. Well, we family. So maybe we become cool. This and that, and the whole nine. But I think but it's easy. Gotta be crazy, especially if there was a really intense. That's what I'm talking about. Attraction, like yeah, I'm talking about like my cousin, but <laughs> my cousin, like that's that's crazy yeah. as hell. That's crazy because I think the thing about it is it's the social stigma that comes with it. Mm. It's the social stigma, or either the familiarity that you have with this person to look at them. Like something else, right? Like those are the two things that I think actually repulses. Because if you're beautiful, you're beautiful, right? Like if you, if I found out you was my cousin, that wouldn't make you like, oh damn, you ugly. No, you mm-hmm. still gorgeous, right? Yeah. Like you still gorgeous. I'm still like the the thing that's going to kill a sexual attraction. I believe got to be the mental thing from one, the social taboo, and mm-hmm. two, if we had a fam- well, we wouldn't have had that familiarity, so it just would have been a social taboo. But I yeah. think those are the two things that make it for people to be like, oh, that's wrong. It's the social taboo and it's the familiarity that we like what you expect, the expectation of how we feel because mm-hmm. I've looked at you like a cousin or a sister or something like that. So when it comes time, you say some, yo, we could just do this now. It's like, uh, it just don't feel right. Mm-hmm. But I think, but I think even with that familiarity, 
and everything else, I think if it wasn't socially taboo, I think uh, I, I don't think it would be a, uh, that big of a thing. No, and you know, if you're talking about, too, back in the day, that's how it was. Yeah, you look at that damn Game of Thrones, boy, yeah. they over there. Not even Game of Thrones, real life. Like, yeah, real life, yeah. Was, Especially right? down in the country or something like that. Ain't that Katie Mick? Y'all know y'all cousins? So. <laughs> so, and then when you look at it, it actually people worry about like the baby coming out with um, some type of defect. And the reason I wound up um, looking at this because I was wondering how inbred do dogs have to be? Because you know mm-hmm. when you keep those pure blood dogs, you do a lot of inbreeding mm-hmm. to keep them pure blood. But when you do that, you risk the chance of um, increasing whatever like bad traits that they have in them. You run a chance of doing that, like if like this Rob dog. Wallace. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? English Bulldogs, for instance, mm-hmm. them dumbass-looking dogs, right? They they go through all that because of inbreeding. So I was looking at that, and then you know how the next article pop up, and it's talking about, and it was talking about, like, family, and and, and it got into talking about, like, family and effects on a baby, and it's really, like, a really small percentage. Like, I thought it was, like, instantly, like, if you if I'm your brother, you my sister, we have a baby, yeah. that baby is going to be fucked up. I wonder what genetically is the um, precursor or carrier for that type of or whatever type of disability, right? Because if you look at the story that happened in Australia, I forgot what they call this girl. Anyway, she her dad ended up locking her up in a bunker, okay, and fathered five kids from her. All of them were, they had all kind of issues, all of them, all five of them. And, um, and so my thing was like, that's pretty close though. But then when you look at other situations that's happened, I, I tend to see just like what you said, it's more people who, okay, well they had a baby together and the baby's fine, you know, or yeah. brother and sister had a baby I together think, and like, the baby's fine. I think like, uh, I don't know shit about science, but I imagine it's just like when you're so close, it's just like, you ain't got a lot. Like when you grabbing them chromosomes, you ain't got a lot of choices on the shelf. Yeah. So You know what I'm saying? It's like, well, both got the same one of these. All right. Well, fucking you know, hope that works out. Mm-hmm. Well, well, you know what I mean? And now it's like, you got now when those chromosome DNA supposed to like chain linking everything together. It's just like, man, it's the same shit. What's going on around here? And you know, haywire. Yeah. Everything go haywire. I or wonder what, so those people who were born of incest, like I wonder what their life is like. Do you wonder what their life is like because of yeah. genetically because of it or like socially Both. more or? socially than genetically? I think it depends on. I think it depends on like, are you still living in Alabama in that same trailer? No, you or like you right you just integrated into society somehow. I wonder what their life is like, knowing that hey, my mom and my dad are brothers and sisters. I wonder what their family reunion is like. It's only like <laughs> ten people there. <laughs> they probably don't go. You know. <laughs> They probably don't go because it's going to turn into a fucking swingers camp yeah, or something. Like, yeah. I don't know what the hell it's going to be, but that has to be wild yeah. and just confusing, too. Confusing for that person. I think that they probably have to. I think that their whole idea of a family dynamic and structure would have to be like ridiculously different. And I yeah. would imagine I would imagine if you brought up in uh, and this is just me spitballing, right? Just first thing that come to my head. I'd imagine if you brought up in something like that, that it would be much more likely to continue that cycle because there's no social taboo almost yeah, to stop you, you as you much. Yeah, you were the product of it. So. Yeah, you like, so it's like, well, I'm fine, and you know, this and that, and blah, 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 and who do I you relate to? I don't care more? if you're my cousin. I love you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's some weird old <laughs> shit like that, right? So, I don't know. Uh, it, it's wild. But, um... Sir, me eat. and Fox ain't related. So, we basically, um... Gone to your head today is brought to you by this podcast right here. What you doing? You either going to smash your cousin or your first cousin, your first close cousin. What's up? What's up? Or find out that I'm your sister. 
So I got to fuck my first cousin. Or I find out that you're my sister. Yeah. Okay, you know, I got a couple questions. You know how I am. <laughs> so does that mean you're my sister regardless? And, and I just find out on one and the other one I don't find out? Or we just saying like instantly, boom, smack, you're now you're my sister. Yeah. But our relationship has been the same up to this point, mm-hmm. and then it's just boom. Everything's the same. You find out I'm your sister this whole time. Oh, I got to, oh, I got to crack cheeks on on a cousin. Yeah. How many times? <laughs> I just want to know. Is this gonna be like a every Friday thing? Like my Fridays <laughs> are over, or I don't want, I don't want to not be with you. I love, I done married your ass. Like I expect to spend my life with you. It's like, <laughs> hey, cuzzo. Hey, cuzzo. Like just one time. Man, put some lipstick on a pig, make him do a jig, man. Hey, hey man, I don't want to lose my wife. Like, crack, uh, just crack one, crack one time. Put the bag over. You understand what I'm up against? You understand what I'm up against? Be your dumb ass. Put your head in the pillow. Put your head in the pillow. Yeah. Don't, don't be saying no. Don't be saying no shit from when we was kids either. <laughs> Throwing out no nicknames and shit from when we was kids and shit like, hey, Scooby, shut up, <laughs> shut up. I don't want to hear none of that shit. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not giving up my wife. I'm not giving up my wife the. Yo, one cut, co- uh, crack one cousin one time. Close one to the one you like. Oh, you mean somebody I'm actually like? With. Yeah. Oh, I ain't talking about no distant cousin. I thought we was just saying that this is my cousin never met her before. Nah, nah. Oh. You talking my cousin that you like heart heart with? Like, <sighs> yeah, it got a little difficult then. Yeah. What's your answer? Huh? We talking about you? What's your answer? We talking about you. Nah, cause, no, cause, no, no, because I've already been out here swimming for a while, and you'll try to end the podcast, goddamn Alabama. Come we on, Roll Tide. You. Roll what Tide. Which one you pick? I'm going to come back to it. I'm going to come back to it. you can't come back to it. What yes, y'all doing in the chat? What y'all doing in the chat? The question was, gun to your head, if you have a significant other. So either you smashing your very close first cousin, or you find out your spouse is actually your brother and sister or sister. What you doing? Yo, what's your answer? Come out, cuz. What's up, <laughs> baby? Yeah, I think I got to, uh, I, might, I, might, I might have to like halfway rub one out I'm in the like, bathroom. I'm like, come here, cuz. What's up? Yo, I got to like, that, I got to like halfway rub one out in the bathroom to the point where I come out, I only got three pumps left. Like I'm coming out there and I'm up a lot. All right. All right, we done. I did it. I did it. I did it. Give me goddamn wife back. Get out of here. Get out of here. Give me But and, and this is the other thing too. Otherwise, I've been fucking my sister the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, cuz. <laughs> that shit gonna be wild. I said cousin one hundred percent because it's the same question as would you smash your sibling? Or yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. It's about the same thing. Yeah. Smash, smash and leave, Davis. I'm telling you, I guess we might just not be close no more, cause because I I don't want that, like I don't never want like I don't ever want that shit to come up in the drunk conversations. They're like, like you know what I mean? Hey, you remember that time? No! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Jezebel. Don't you ever speak of that shit again. What if they want to come back? Who if they want a double take? Like, I ain't got nobody tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no. Fuck out of here. That shit ain't happening. I made you something. <laughs> Not I made you something. Fuck out of here. Oh, nah. Ain't what you doing for your birthday tonight, cuz? <laughs> like, what's up? 
Oh my god! We said it's the first podcast I watched. Oh Miguel, yeah. <laughs> whatever. Nah, you don't unhear How this do shit. Un- no, you don't unhear it, Miguel. You don't unhear this shit here. It's done. <laughs> yeah, I'm done with this, man. I'm uh, I'm about to go take a shower, pray. <laughs> Fuck out of so, here. So, you guys, thank you for sitting in with us, Uncle Legends Corner. We appreciate all the support you guys have given to us. Um, thank you for the comments, the participation. And suggestions. So if you guys have anything you want us to talk about, anything that's been on your mind, if you want to be a part of the show, hit us up at unclelegend at gmail.com. Peace. Peace. Cuz. Get the fuck off. Little baby. Come here, little baby. <laughs>